0: Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel, Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1, car... What else? Cars? Cars. We talk cars, about cars, cars <laughs> <laughs> You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube.com forward slash Behind the Glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> but also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. I just want to set out by apologising. No, not again, mate. For my voice. Again, it's two weeks in a row. I mean, it's like, I think last week it was a bit sort of raspy or, or maybe just a bit missing, where it's now developed into this kind of like croaky, nasally, it's less sexy than I think it was.
2: So, I mean, if you think your voice is sexy, you're hearing something
0: completely different to us. Hello. <laughs>
2: well,
0: welcome to Behind the Glass. You, definitely wouldn't, you haven't got a voiceover voice, that's for sure. No. But luckily, I have. And it's not it's not COVID. I've taken four tests now. I haven't had COVID. So I think it is extreme hay fever mixed with what my mum is calling a summer cold. Yeah,
2: I would say you just got a bit of a summer cold and bit Exhaustion. run Yeah. Bit yeah. run down. Because you worked really hard last few
0: weeks, didn't you? So um is that slowing up? Or? Yeah, it's got it's gotten the best of me. I think it's got gotten the best of me. And and well, anyway, so I just I don't think I'm going to sound that great today. So if you're like, oh God, Sam, blow your nose, clear your throat, I can't. It's, this is me. Up. You're gonna have to bear with it. Maybe it'll be nice. Maybe you can pretend like someone else is here today. If you're if you're bored of me each week, maybe you're like, oh good, I can just listen to Tony and someone else.
2: <laughs> some some weeks I think that anyway, I just shut my eyes and think
0: it's someone else here today. <laughs> Please don't let it be Sam again. You're so rude. I think of that. I actually think uh, here we God, go why didn't I invite somebody else to be my co-host all those years ago why did I have to invite you because now I'm stuck with you you are that's the but problem but it wouldn't
2: be so successful without us both <laughs> trust, not,
0: trust, not, trust you to say that like Laurel
2: and Ardy. you can't yeah. have one without the other now I suppose it's too late
0: I know that's why I regret the decision Where he- uh, oh, <laughs> God damn it! Uh, anyway hopefully <laughs> lots of you if not all of you would have seen part one of our Mila Emilia adventures now gone live mm. went live on, on Sunday some amazing feedback and comments especially from patrons actually those of you that support us here on the podcast I think you like seeing us on the main channel going on a bit of an adventure it felt like maybe the podcast on tour uh, or in real life and so uh, yeah part two coming this weekend um, and yeah I mean we're, we're still Still, we're still riding on a high from that, aren't we? Uh,
2: Even though- I watching back the video. If I do say so myself, I think it's the best thing we've done. Mm. Uh, as a as a as a pair, I think it's the best video and adventure we've ever done since we've known
0: each other. Agreed, mate. Agreed. And on a personal level as well. Yeah.
2: Right yeah, up, yeah. Man. But the fact we're still pals as well, yeah. which, which, which is amazing because we well, spend when three part, When you
0: see part two, when you see part two, you'll realise that very nearly we weren't pals right? <laughs> 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 oh, But anyway, well, that, that's enough Melee chat because we've got a special episode coming next week, which will give you all the behind the scenes secrets and a few of my more of our thoughts uh, once both those videos are out. So yeah, stay tuned uh, if you want to hear more about Melee. Today's episode episode, amongst other things, is a reflection on Goodwood Festival of Speed. Oh, good. Which obviously just took place. Yeah. Which you didn't attend.
2: (laughs) No. Well, I'm going away on holiday in a couple of days, and I just had so much to do. I I was invited. um,
0: All right. uh, No, need to show up. (laughs) I was I was invited. I was invited by like six different manufacturers, <laughs> VIP. Uh, I could have gone with the Duke if I wanted to, but. Well, that is actually true. I could have gone with the joke. You know what? So many people came up to me and said, Oh, was Tony here? And I like, No, 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 he's running a million pound business. He <laughs> can't Multi million, so, how so, dare you? Sorry. Million pounds, we we'll so, get out of bed for that. <laughs> running a multi million pound business. He, uh, he can't be bothered. You he can't didn't be here. say I said, that. I listened to everyone. Did you really? Everyone who asked. I said, like, No, no, he's running a multi million pound business. Too busy for this kind of stuff. Do you know when um, I meet people out in public? I always say quite nice things
2: about you, but now I'm not going to. I'm going to, I'm going to go in on you <laughs> every time. Is, that's not me being
0: mean. That's, that's the truth, and it's what What's you would have truth? said. If yeah. somebody said, oh, I'm surprised to see you, you would have been, well, yeah, I do run the multi-powering business. You
2: know, I'd have said, mind your own business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but
2: I'm going away um, later on in the week, and uh, I just had too much to do, mate. Mm-hmm. Too much personally, and um, too much work-wise, just needed to set myself, so. And um, you're not going away on a beach holiday to put your feet up, no, I mean, I think everyone... I mean, I do have a I do have a holiday with my family once a year. That's normally around Christmas time. But I think everyone knows when I go away, in general, it's a driving holiday. That's what yes. I like to do. Oh, so yes. Um, that's kind of holidays. Yeah. So um, we're going to the Alps, uh, starting off uh, Andermatt. Lovely. Which uh, we're staying in the Chedi, which is probably just about one of the nicest hotels I've ever stayed in. It's amazing. I think it's up there's
0: in li- definitely the top five or top ten maybe of Europe. For sure. 100%. Yeah, it's, a, it's,
2: a, it's an amazing hotel and we're there for two nights as well. So the the first day we're going to literally be in the Swiss Alps. And then day two, we're off and we're going to head down towards a little bit of Italy and then over to the French Alps. And we spend the best mo- of the week in there, finish at the south of France. So Lovely. Um, not Monaco. You hate Monaco. No, we're deliberately,
0: we are deliberately swerving Monaco. I was going to say, Tony is not a fan. I have, I mean, maybe three, four, if not five times, myself and Paul have dragged Tony to Monaco and every time, about four hours in, Tony goes, I hate it here.
2: But it's because I end up there every year for some, by hook or by crook, whether I come with you guys, whether I go with my pals, we always, supercar driver, we always normally either start a trip there or finish a trip there. Because it is quite good to start and finish But I just got like... fed up with it you know there's one year I went like three times in a year
0: I would be so happy
2: yeah I know because yeah. you boys really love it I mean Paul it. just loves driving there
0: through the quickest way that he can get there <laughs> and then just walk around all week looking just at cars literally that's his dream <laughs> yeah. he just wants to do one day <laughs> London to Monaco as quickly no, no, no stops
3: just no. get there,
0: <laughs> park up sit in McDonald's and watch cars <laughs> literally I mean, he's hilarious but yeah. um okay so that would be super nice for you so it's, a, it's an Alps driving tour essentially it's an Alps
2: driving tour five us, what kind of cars? Uh, so, uh, me, uh, 912 Turbo Are you S. You're taking the
0: Jamera? Oh, no, Jamera hasn't arrived. has not arrived, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I might have a Valkyrie now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed off <laughs> with the because
0: the customer deliveries have started, so, yeah, 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 yeah no, for sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, uh, 912 Turbo S Cab Lovely. SVJ, new GT3, Ooh PDK. Okay.
0: Ooh, PDK, yeah, and an F8 Tributo. Okay, so, so of the cars coming which are you most jealous of or which one do you think the person's picked best uh, because svj let's just both agree no each to their own i'm sure svj man loves his svj no, he
2: does absolutely love his. own
0: svs and aventador s's and he so just he's just gonna likes, be very happy he loves it yeah, we, yeah. we wouldn't want to be in that
2: no, no no none of us none of the rest of the lads would want to be in that
0: either f8 you're going to learn next week is a car that we both suddenly turned on to let's not talk about it too much no 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 We know that we no, say no, quite no, a no, lot no, but yeah. and then gt3 turbo s now i mean for the trip you're doing gt3 gt3
2: for sure yeah and i'm interesting because i'll ever go in it as well i'll have okay. a well like, we, we all normally have a little bit of a swap round throughout the throughout the week i'll swerve the turbo s i think because i've driven done lots of miles in one of them but i've not driven an f8 properly so i'll ever go in the f8 the SVJ, I'll take it or leave it. I'm not that bothered. Um, and, and I'll
0: jump in the GT3. GT3. For it's Your sure, first time yeah. driving a 992 GT3, yeah,
2: right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So mm. um, I, in my head, I will have my generation 3 RS to compare it to. I, I think that would be a good comparison. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll show it some
0: corners and we'll see what's what. If the other cars weren't going, if it was a solo trip... I would be most jealous of the Turbo S cab. I think that would be a fantastic choice for that trip. If you're just out by yourself, maybe with a, a partner. Because there'd be a lovely car just to schlonk around in. But I think because of the other car's going, uh, it's the least attractive to me.
2: Well, the SVJ would be the least attractive to me. I would take me. that
0: over <clears throat> Turbo S. Would on you really? the trip that you're about to do, yeah. Mm,
2: it, it's, just the, it's just the Turbo S and the SVJ, when we start getting up on the really twisty bits, they'll really start to show and maybe to a certain extent the F8 but the F8 not too bad because I've t- taken plenty of 488s on trips like that, and they've been fine um,
0: oh no the, I mean you I think I'm going to jump in here and say that only because of you and I know one or two of the other guys that you're going with because of the style of driving that you do. Yeah. That's the only reason an, an F eight would ever be shown up. For sure. Ninety nine percent of other people going on that driving trip, F eight is more than more necessary. Than an and and you know and, and I'm sitting here not knowing direct comparisons between f8s and 458 speciales and whatever else you've been in uh, various things but yeah that can't be more than enough it's just that one or two of you i know really like to attack corners Mm. really like to you know to really push the handling of the cars and things like that on the roads and so yeah i i I would leap to the defense for the f8 quickly (laughs) and just say it's your circumstances that would yeah, because otherwise it sounds a bit out of touch. To yeah, like, Oh yeah. going to be slow.
2: Uh, no, no, no. it Definitely won't be slow. It'd yeah. be, it But th- that's won't the case. But maybe the tyres, or because I had it, I had it in four eights, where after a couple of hours, when you're really pushing on, tyres just get a bit too much. If you put if you put R's on them, or Special roller, you, you'd be okay, mate. Yeah, It'd be absolutely yeah, yeah. fine. But the brakes are all normally all right on all of them. The brakes be oh, SVJ sometimes gets a bit hot. I mean, that car, mate, the SVJ flipping it does you know, it does two tanks of fuel, it stops twice to, to once to all the other cars. <laughs> it is abysmal. But like I've said many times before, whenever we go through a village, we stop for a coffee, it's everyone gravitates that they do sure. not give a toss about anything yeah, else and around. if
0: you're into it you're only going to get that certain kick that certain sensation from that car yeah. so I get, I get I, it I've driven I guess SVJ yeah I've driven SVJ yeah it I is g- loads better than SV because of the rear steering but rear steering and that gearbox is it, it is a, a tad more yeah succinct <laughs> but
2: compared to the other cars that are going
0: it gets shown up a little bit for you know sure because I mean? yeah. it's, well, it's 20 years old it, but it feels like it yet yeah, to drive for sure <laughs> um, speaking of GT3 quickly and actually speaking of Goodwood because that's what we're trying to move on to um (laughs) <laughs> to update you all on my impending oh, I've had this all weekend lock date. <laughs> so if you missed last week's episode, confirmation that my GT3 build is going to be in October with hopefully delivery late October, early November. I have to lock my spec if I want to take up the PTS paint to sample offer 6th of July. So it's what, a, a week next week? Isn't it mid next week, isn't it? I think, yeah. Um, I, could, I could say I don't want paint to sample and that gives me to the end of the month. But... It's now basically oil, but all boiled down to paint sample color. And I had picked one. And then I went to Goodwood and I met with some of my Porsche friends and some people who are really in that world and have very highly specced cars and lots of paint sample cars. Mm. And they were super on board with the color that I'd chosen. But then they showed me some pictures and I was like, oh, is that what it looks like? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, uh, have, I seen, have I seen the color you've chosen? I don't think you had actually. Right. I'll show you afterwards. But... Yeah, I was all keen on it but then now seeing some photos of the car because it's so different configurator to showroom to out in real life is so different and I'd only seen configurator and showroom pictures and then I saw some cars with that colour, out, and I was like, "Uh." so I went back to square one and had a panic attack. And then a lot of your comments and suggestions (laughs) from last week of colours, and and also a lot of you, thank you, by the way, for saying to me, just pick the colour you want. For sure. Because, you know, I've always said that, and I've always done that. My whole channel has been run off, picking cars and things that I like and want, and then sharing that with you, and if you're interested, great, and if you're not, who who cares? And the few times that I've bought cars for the audience, it's flopped massively. So... I needed that reminder, and I'm now back to kind of what my initial idea was. It does mean, though, if I go down this route, I could end up with the cars in my garage all looking fairly similar in oh, terms of spec.
2: No.
0: Yeah. In terms don't of... say too much. No, but no. I won't you, say you, know, you know a few things that they don't. No, 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 <laughs> no of course. But, but, um, but what about Gearbox? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm not going to reveal it, but I've decided. I'm not going to reveal anything, but I've decided basically it's now, it's simply left down to colour. That's all, it's just colour. And I'm, I'm fairly confident in my own choice and I know that I'll be happy. My thing is, well, but then do I want cars that all look a bit similar or do I want to take the opportunity to have cars that look a bit different? That's the only thing which I'm trying to work out. So anyway, Goodwood, I thought was going to help. I thought I was going to see some friends that were going to go, yeah, mate, what a choice. But I saw, as I say, two or three very proper Porsche people that I was like, oh.
2: I would rather, knowing you and me personally, I would rather go different. I wouldn't rather have all the same cars. In I know it looks nice and they're all fairly matching, but I would always have a bit of diversity, mate. I mean, you've got diversity in friends. I mean, you've got some proper friends. They're me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Yeah, see? Anyway, so look, Goodwood, what did you miss? Quite a lot, actually. Well, did I? Yes, you did. Really? Yeah, because as much as we've slagged off the event, Prior to going, and as much as I'm not going to say, oh, it was the best year ever, there were still lots to see, lots to look at. Yeah, from the uh, what's called competition cars or the Cartier Starlet Lux cars, or whatever. A lot of that is repetitive for mm, sure. Mm. A lot of the rally cars, you see a lot of those year on year come back and do the same kind of thing. Yeah, but we had some big showcases, some big hitters, some surprises, and I think let's dive straight in. Okay, with our friend Max Chilton. In the McMurtry spell? Spelling, well, I'm glad spelling, you've spelling, Max. Because one fair play for him for sitting
2: in that car and going up that hill at that speed. Congratulations for breaking the record. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But just sitting in the car and actually, there's a there's a clip online of showing his face, and he looks scared, mate. Yeah. Don't <laughs> I don't know. Don't, matched, I don't if you was Max. I don't think but he looks scared. He looks I think like, he's focused. He, all right, focused. Yeah, but. That thing, from what I saw, is like, I mean, it's going to kill someone, mate.
0: Well, I mean, Max said this, so, you know, just to bring you up to speed, um, a few months ago now, Max Shelton, ex-Formula 1 driver, and, and amongst other... We should give him a better title than XF1 driver, shouldn't we? Well, but? what better title do you want for him? Good I mean... point. Good point. Uh, <laughs> XF1 <laughs> driver, could... Max Shorten. Yeah. Came on the podcast. We had an amazing chat with him. And he told us at the time all about this McMurty spieling. And I feel like I'm still not saying that quite right. Did we air it? Of course it's... Oh, we did. What are you all
2: about? No, no, no. I can't remember what... Because he told us some stuff off camera
0: as well, didn't he? He did. He did. But yeah, you know, no, no. That, that, that was all told. And, and, and he spoke about how incredible this thing is. And it was as close to an exhilarating experience as driving an F1 car as he's ever had. That yeah. was the closest he's been in any kind of car as an F1 car. Yeah. And the, it's essentially a ground effect electric missile. Yeah, And the dangers which you just mentioned and he highlighted is that is, is if you ever break the ground effect. So if you hit a curb or a bump or anything like that and it breaks that vacuum effect that's sucking the car to the road yeah. that's when there could be a big crash. So you're not wrong saying Oh there will someone, be a big crash mate. Because the thing took off at Goodwood from day one. Yeah, it looked like it was going to trouble the all-time record, which um, was set by the Volkswagen ID, three thing, the the Pike's Peak special car, which I saw go up the hill a few years ago, and was that was nuts in itself. Yeah. Prior to that, Nick Heidfeld had the record in a 1999 McLaren F1 car. So I think it was 41 seconds, 39.9 seconds, and now the new record at basically 39 dead. And yeah, Max and the McMurdo team were were firing this car up the hill. Oregon, and people were audibly gasping when it went past. Yeah, I know. Because a awesome. lot of the time on those show runs, people don't really give it full chat, especially with the F1 cars. Like, okay, so it was amazing. Nigel Mansell went up. He went up in all different eras. 90s Ferrari F1 cars. The Williams, his, his iconic championship winning Williams. He's still fitting in an F1 car, by the way. He still goes. Does he's he? Still, he's just cracking on, mate. And I was like, what flat a legend. Out. Yeah, and seeing his helmet and everything. Yeah, no one, no, but not flat out. Oh. <laughs> so this is the thing. It's quite rare, even in the supercar run or in the competition class run, that people really go flat out. And when they do, it's incredible to see.
2: Do you think think a current F1 car driven by a current F1 driver would beat that record flat? If it went flat? Such a great question. (sighs) Tyres warm. I don't know, actually. Because I don't think I've ever seen anything that looked so fast as that thing that Max drove up that hill. I mean, Didn't he
0: say at Silverstone he was close to or at his his qualifying lap time in the Mauritius back in the day, in the McMurty? Didn't he, he say something like he that? He said something like that, but that was 10 years
2: ago, of probably. Course. So, and up, the yeah. current F1 car, mate, honestly, especially
0: last year's car... Can you imagine that going up? But there? I, think it's too, I think it's too narrow, that track. Yeah. Especially the wall section. That The thing about that McMurty is that it just... I hope I'm saying that right, by the way. It just absolutely flies. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, you know, to the ground. And you could see dirt from the track being flown out the back because the air was vacuuming and sucking up at such a rate. Powered by fans, right? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. literally gluing itself to the road. So, well, okay, well, here's the proof, right? Uh, a 1999 F1 car went up there in 2000 or 2000, I can't remember when Heifelt set that record, in 41 seconds. Flat out. Flat out, and that's, that held the record for up until 2019. Okay. So you've got to think, therefore, <clears throat> that yes, a modern day F1 car, full chat, would be quicker. The, prob- think, the problem but- is with a modern F1 car as well. I
2: mean, if you get it wrong up that hill in a modern F1 car, I mean the margins would be tiny. Same as with well. Max.
0: Yeah, for tr- for sure. You for said sure. It at, the, at the beginning of the the subject, bravo to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Balls of a bull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we
2: already know, mate. That, I mean, Max is a very talented driver, but we already know that these F1 or XF1 drivers and stuff. They're not wired, right, mate? Mm, mm. They're, they're wired Nutters. completely. Yeah. And, and they'll just go ha- as fast as they can, not as fast as the car will go. Whereas most people in... in no, mm, faster than the car that's can what, go, basically. That's what yeah. I mean. Their capabilities are always more than the car, whatever they get in. Whereas a normal human being is, you're, you're always very lucky to get to the capabilities of an actual car. And then depending on your ability means the, the the faster of car you can drive, but yeah f one drivers and stuff they they'll get in anything can drive it
0: absolutely flat out and they 're still out out and yeah. that 's the thing you know it I got the sense. That that team turned up with the intention of breaking that record. Oh, for like sure. from day one, lap yeah. one, it was like that's what that's what they're here to do, yeah. and, and that had to be exhilarating for Max and that whole team, and had to have pushed him forward. And, and you're right, the levels of concentration. It's not like oh, what if I get this wrong? It's like oh, I, I got to beat the previous time. That's where that's where those pro drivers are nutters. Yeah, in my right. head, I'm like, this is a big crash. This is death. Yeah, you're going to yeah. kill 14 spectators. Yeah. but he's just like, I will beat the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing to see, and then confirmed with the. Uh, oh, sorry, then rewarded, I guess, all of us with the confirmation that these road cars are going to be coming road versions of it. I mean, nuts. So yeah, bravo, Max, I say, friend of the podcast. Great to see. Uh, he, I think he got driver of the weekend. So he we should. Yeah, great publicity for him and for the whole team and everything, and, and yeah, fantastic. So really cool. And fingers crossed we'll find out some more. Maybe we'll even get to go and experience that car at some point. That would be oh, cool behind mate, the glass feature, wouldn't I'd it? I'd love to go flat out in one of them. Oh go go on, Can we go on a track though? Not, oh my God, only a track. on the road, yeah. I, yeah. I, it's too fast
2: it looks even party <laughs> far too far. It looks
0: ridiculous. Yeah. Um, anyway, so for me, that was the standout feature, things going up the hill. Yeah. Uh, also, we saw the new Porsche Le Mans hypercar thing. Was that quick? Yeah, and it actually sounded pretty good. Did it? It's a, so it's a reworked version of the 918 Spider engine. Right. Now, this is why I got confused. One of some... my dream cars, that car. I know. I've got to have one of them. I think you could. Yeah, I think I will. That value-wise, mate, they're right there. They're mm. by... Couldn't you buy one with one of your mates?
2: No, it's not, it's not about whether I can buy one or not. It's not, it's not always about the issues, about timing as well. And there's lots of other factors in terms of the batteries. Sure. I I mean, they're not warranted anymore. And like the P1, they're around a hundred grand to replace. So, uh, you know, it's all about moments and timing. I I definitely will tick it off one day because I, I, I like, lust for that car. It's an amazing and thing. And it's an amazing thing. And, and obviously I really lust for a laugh as well. But I can't afford a laugh. It's yeah. as simple oh as Oh my gosh. So I mean
0: they are just gone. Laughs. Yeah, I mean value yeah. wise they are yeah. gone. Yeah. Um but yeah so this I so I want someone to clarify this to me because I got I've got really confused by the WEC World Endurance Championship rules. When they introduced this Le Mans hypercar class, I thought the hype huh, Pun intended. <laughs> uh, and excitement was around the fact that we were going to get homologation hypercars again. Mm. You know, it was talking of the Valkyrie being entered and and I can't remember what else at the time was rumoured of going in, but maybe for a, a laugh FXXK in. or if not, we were going to get these new entry hypercars that we're going to have to have homologation versions. But that just doesn't seem to be the case. Like everyone's just creating... Well, they just look like prototypes that have been running f- forever. And they do, yeah. They and no, they're not too different from the old cars. No talk of homologation versions. Now, someone said, well, that's because Porsche have been very clever and basically used old parts. Yeah. So they're already homologated parts, essentially. Um... So someone please clarify that for me. But the thing looked great, looked really cool. And what I didn't realize, is it's a bit of an old school mentality. They're basically selling the car to teams. So I don't know, and again, clarification please, if Porsche are entering as a factory team. I think they've built the car, and then Zepenski, I think, are running it at some point, and uh, Jota, I think, are running it again in yeah. Le Mans like that. So they're basically, which is a very old school sort of a lot. of That in racing, though, especially yeah. lower lower down, they Aston do, Martin do it for privateer teams y- a lot.
2: Yeah, the GT three and touring cars and all that. It's all like we'll supply you with a car, but you buy the car from us, and then we
0: support the team. So that That's will be it. interesting because if, if, if Porsche are entering F one with Red Bulls, we suspect, it makes sense that they're not a manufacturer within WEC as well but they're just creating the cars it, I don't know it's, it's interesting yeah
2: but did you see on did you see on tiny little bit of a segue. did you see on line that, that Red Bull have opened a separate company for their engine now
0: interesting paving
2: away for obviously Porsche
0: so you think or you're speculating that Porsche will own the Red Bull engine department. The, the, or? The, the, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I think that will be the that will be the
2: case. So it'll be Red Bull powered by Porsche. It'll be Red Bull Racing powered by Porsche. Yeah,
0: which and would Porsche make sense, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. with the development of the synthetic fuels and stuff. Yeah. rather than Porsche Red Bull Racing.
2: Yeah, because. Re- re- Red Bull or Energy Drink, because we know. I mean, they're not—they're yeah, not an—they're yeah. they're not, they're not, an not an engineering company. So. No,
0: no, but I mean, the F1 team is the F1 team. Right? Absolutely, you know, d- definitely a separate thing. But yeah, you're right. From a marketing point of view, yeah. makes far more sense to Porsche to get the, the badge or the bragging rights of the of the engine development. Yeah, Red
2: Bull can do the aero. Yeah. and uh, Porsche will do the, the mechanics.
0: Now, sure. I think that announcement is due any second. Yeah, now. me too. Yeah. Um, I guess it'll be cool to see. It Still kills me slightly. Well, because it'd be good.
3: <laughs> well, they will be good. I
0: mean, they're already good. But I've always struggled with Red Bull because, as much as I loved, I love Vettel. Now, when Vettel was dominating, I wasn't a Vettel fan. I was mm. a Hamilton fan, and uh, that was boring. And now, most of you know, I'm not the biggest Verstappen fan. So I've always Red Bull have always been a little bit of a nemesis to yeah. me. To so the fact now one of my favorite car brands are going to be tied with them. Yeah, cool. Like, oh, well, I don't have anything against Verstappen for sure. I think he's,
2: he's he, he will be the next person to dominate F1. I think for sure. If, I'm just if, not his fan. Fair. Fair. I'm not
0: against it. I just don't support him. It's yeah. like, I'm not sitting there going, boo! I'm it's just always like... weird with F1.
2: We, sp- we spoke about this a little bit before, but it's always weird. Like You sort of pick a driver. You don't follow a team, you follow no, a driver. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When it's football, like you follow the team and no matter where the players go, it's always the team. But, but with F1, you follow a driver if you're a F- Vettel fan, a Leclerc fan, a
0: Lewis fan. Wherever oh. they go... The proof in the pudding, you know, as a Schumacher fan for my entire youth, McLaren were, I mean, that was the the dark side of Star Wars. I mean, they were literally the most evil, heinous, ah, McLaren, like literally made me feel sick to the stomach. Yeah. When Shumi retired and I'd been watching Lewis coming through and he was going to be selling for McLaren, I immediately, and they're supporting Lewis, who's a McLaren Uh, driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And going like, going like, oh no, beat Ferrari, beat Ferrari. So even though my heart of hearts, obviously I'm a Ferrari fan and it's all the excitement of Leclerc. Well <laughs> winning a few races. <laughs> it's not, not, not exciting. Maybe not the championship. Um, but yeah, so so you're so right. It's you you follow yeah. the you follow the drivers. Yeah. It's, and and Formula One I think are aware of that but sometimes forget about it. Mm. Um but the proof in the pudding now, Hamilton having a pretty torrid season every single weekend, he's still top of the news agenda. They're still talking about him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know and that's a that, that, that's I mean. a driver thing. Yeah, yeah. Um Actually, let's talk about Mercedes quickly, moving on from the Porsche hypercar. AMG 1. I, I, let's not do our 10-minute segment bashing them. We've done a whole load on this car. Yeah. This I'm glad you bring them up. Big, you know, dynamic debut. Good yeah. word. Here, the car we've unveiled. It's coming. It's here. Wow. Mm. Breaks down, I think, on the Thursday or Friday. Did it? Yep. Did it? broke down. I think midway up. And then, I think... Maybe it didn't crash. Late last night, Vicky goes, oh, Project One crashed. <laughs> and I was like, oh. She had some wine? How'd oh, you know that? Yeah, and that's just how she speaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she goes, yeah, yeah, my friend just sent me a, a story. She doesn't speak. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't speak. <laughs> no. um, and I was like, oh, what a disaster. I think I even put it in, the, in our group. Is, like, yeah. Oh, Project One broke down on front. Now it's crashed. I think it was the GTR Black Series track. Specific things. Right, I, okay. I saw some footage of that later. Okay, evening, fine. So I'm not certain. But anyway, long, long story short, I don't think the amg MG one had its kind of. Big... Valkyrie
2: broke down last year, though, didn't it? U- yeah. Up the hill? Uh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. One million percent. Yeah. Lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, you know
0: didn't have its big moment. There was plenty of other big hitters. I felt this weekend that seemed to steal the show. Mm. I didn't see the the hype around amg one as as maybe they were hoping or expecting. Definitely lots of other cars that. I mean, it's all sold out. But I mean, as we all know,
2: I'm not the biggest. Aston Martin fan at all but if I had to pick out the two cars I'd have the I'd have the Valkyrie over the AMG yeah. for sure I mean yeah. that I think they've done a better job mate in, maybe it, I mean it sounds amazing sounds that good. car it, does it sound looks the bomb you know I, I, I honestly I don't think, think it works either no 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 <laughs> but, no it probably doesn't work no. but what I'm saying is looking on the face of it and listening to them both
0: I think they've done a miles better job than Mercedes for sure for sure yeah <laughs> now I'm going to speculate here The next big name in terms of money and, I guess, the supercar world. So, obviously, Pagani turned up in whenever it was, the late 90s, had become a sort of, you know, staple within that kind of super luxury home. Koenigsegg have done the same thing. Yeah. I guess Senvo are trying. But what would you say if I said to you Lanzante? No idea. No idea? Absolutely not a clue. Okay. So, Lanzante, I wish I could give them more credit than I'm about to do. Where are they from? England. Oh, that means it'd be terrible. They no, 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 no. no. <laughs> here we go. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're trying to stir the pot here and have a bit of a laugh and take the piss. But no, I'm not. Bear with me. <laughs> I said, I wish I knew more. Built in the Midlands? Essentially, they ran and do run and work on all the F- McLaren F1 race cars, F1 GTR. I think they ran some of the teams back in the day. Right. Super legit engineering geniuses. Mercedes and Aston Martin are in F1. And they can't no, 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 cars no, no, no! The McLaren F1 road car, the race cars, the yeah. original McLaren F1s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. No. Did you see what I'm saying?
2: I see. I see exactly what yeah, you're yeah. saying. But but if you're referencing that, I mean, the the Valkyrie and the AMG. No, 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 one mate, from- mate,
0: no, 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 no! The <laughs> McLaren <laughs> F1. Yeah. Not, not, not. No, I'm not saying. But the technology still come from F1. No, it didn't. What the no, McLaren no, no, F1? No, not not a Formula One
2: McLaren. Right. The McLaren F1. I know the worst car in the world. I know exactly what you're talking about. The most overhyped <coughs> pile of poo poo in the world. I, I know the car very well. Thank you. Right. Yeah. But there was still some engineering that come from it, uh, it, F1 at the time, right? But the engine was obviously BMW. Fair. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. But, but if McLaren made it. Then there was some F1 technology gone in. So you can't use that as a complete reference because well, I, we mean, know that- I mean
0: one of the most iconic and successful <laughs> road and race cars of all time, one of the most valuable cars on the modern market. Yeah. And an engineering marvel that yep. dominated Le Mans at certain times and then was driven.
1: Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: And others, the, the team that here we go, were involved with running those cars. But You're good. saying they ain't got a clue what they're doing. I wouldn't admit that, but
2: okay. But but tell me about them. Tell me. <laughs> I can't bear you at times. No, well, just tell me, mate. Because if, if you know, I'll okay, back down. Okay. So if, if you can I, I, give me some other reference cars as
0: well. Though, so I'm just, I'm just because I want to do them justice. Okay. So they also had a uh, Porsche 911 GT2 for the British GT championships. Uh, they ran um, 911 Turbo, competing in the GT3 championship, 24-hour Le Mans with, yeah, uh, F1 GTR. Right, uh, uh, did not positive. return to motorsport again in 2003, developed the Lotus Lease for British GT. Um, anyway, so despite your mockery- I'm not mocking. Genuine mechanical engineering and race-running geniuses. Oh, well, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt for now till I'll find out some more but go ahead so you will have heard of them because not only were they road legalising McLaren F1 GTRs and long tails they started road legalising P1 GTRs and things like that Okay, and they debuted a few years ago I think it was a P1 LM at Goodwood it was like a sort of tail esque you know, slightly different P1 that they've kind of been working on. It, it got debuted. It was a very cool-looking thing, and, and anyway.
2: I think, I, I th- I'm not sure whether it was the LM, but I think I saw that car at uh, Heffinham Hall. Potentially. Yeah, yeah. On, on one of them. They,
0: it was a specialized Yeah, yeah. i I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I saw that there, um, if it was the LM. So, that was, I think, back 2016, 2017, something like that. Mm-hmm. And since then, they've done various bespoke projects, but they launched this year the P1 Spider. I saw that. Yes. Yeah, 10 years too late. Well, why had it taken 10 years? Yeah. Maybe because no one ever asked for it. Yeah. As a, as a design feat, probably fairly impressive. I would assume, and maybe I'm going to get this wrong, that the McLaren P1 tub would have an, a structure over, you know, the actual, a bit like with the, uh, some of the other McLare- McLarens, the carbon tub structure must go into the roof, doesn't it? Well, the wh- cell, yeah. So the cell. So so to get rid of the roof on a P one must have taken ridiculous amounts of engineering and thought because it's integral to the actual cars but, build. But that's but that's like most convertibles or spiders, mate. No, mate. But, it's not. Well well it is when it comes to McLaren. I mean the carbon tub. Yeah, but mm-hmm. haven't all McLarens got carbon tubs? No, because aren't the sports series just the tubs at the bottom? The P one surely uses. What a bit, about 720S? 720S, does, does it have the same thing as the structure over the roof? Well, that's, what, that's how they sell the car, right? But, they, but, 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 but mm, on a sec. This, the main cell or the tub for the 720, is it not just the base or does it also have, Does it also claim that it goes into the roof? Here we go. So the 720S, is that a roof part?
2: I, 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 I would think on the coupes, it, it's there on all of them.
0: Okay, fine. Yes, you're right. It yeah. does, the seven twenty the does also have a roof component, and I
2: think the six hundred LT would and all that. But they, you know, they obviously just engineer it to to, to Well,
0: no matter what, it's still and, clever. A non factory company yeah. doing that and developing it is pretty amazing, and it was a very very cool thing to see. And as you say, I mean, ten years later, so it's kind of mad that it's taking someone that long to do it. But then also, well, it's difficult,
2: maybe Where, yeah, it's exactly. Easy, yeah. Super super
0: so difficult. Where's the design? Mm-hmm. But also, not only did they uh, show that, they had the 930 tag turbos. So back when um, Porsche wanted to develop uh, engine, when McLaren asked Porsche to develop engines for their F1 cars, Mm -hmm. Porsche used a 930 turbo to, as a test mule for these Formula 1 engines, 1,000 horsepower turbo engines. Yeah, yeah. And Landzender got permission, essentially, to build sort of uh, celebrations of that. So they've done a, a load of cars that are original Porsche chassis with the F1 engines in them called the tag turbos. Okay. Super desirable. Is have anything to do with a Carrera GT engine? No. Oh. no. Um, so, fundamentally, across big collector, big money people, that I hear more and more about Lanzante these days than any other company. Okay, fair. Now, I don't think... Lanzante have any plans to build their own cars. I think they're still always going to be tied in with their history, with existing cars, modifying or road legalising or, or doing something. But they had a big old stand at uh, uh, Goodwood this year. What would they display? in That P1... P1 Spider, the 930 tag turbo thing. I yeah. think they had a couple of other bits in there as well. But they're not messing around. It's proper cash. And I just think... As time goes on, we're going to hear more and more about Lanzante. And I yeah. think because silly money across the place, we constantly talk on this podcast how people are getting more and more excited about modern classics or older cars rather than the brand new whatever. I just, I'm just saying, I'm speculating. Lanzante are going to be...
2: No, it's fine. We'll keep an eye on it then. I mean, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt for now, but let's keep an eye on it and see if they
0: actually do build anything. Yeah, and, and write it down because, you know, you're going to look an idiot when all your mates start talking about Lanzante no, stuff. You're going to no, go, oh, no, those no. idiots, those who, who worked on the worst car ever. No, well, it is. It's not me. Well, it, I mean, it's just worth a few quid because of how rare it is. No, it's just worth a few quid because some people manipulated the market. But Correct. It also, because of what it achieved, man. yeah. One bloke Baltimore, and it's, then it's because of what it achieved. Two blokes, it's because two of blokes. what it achieved. Okay, fine. I mean, it won twenty-four hour Le Mans and then drove home. There's lots, but there's lots of other cars
2: that it didn't drive home afterwards. Okay, but there's lots of other cars that won twenty-four hour Le Mans didn't drive the, home the, afterwards. The, the, in your opinion, these too Bob compared to F one, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not that much of an achievement, then, is it? No, it is an achievement. No, 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 because you poo it, mate. Unless unless it's F1 and you're in the <laughs> F1 car, it's this is crap crazy. Okay,
0: I'm not, because I can see what you're trying to do here. And you're just trying to fight me because you know that I'll... I'm not fighting no, no, you, mate. You I'm are, just referencing what you you're saying. Being, you're being your classic, like, oh, oh, old, Lam- oh, whatever. I don't care. I like Le Mans. No. <laughs> so, did you see, at Goodwood, the Ford Supervan? No. Did you not see this? No. Oh, mate, you genuinely missed out. Really? This is a 2,000 horsepower electric van from Ford that I genuinely think, apart from, until the McMurty I think stole the show. It's based on, look, an old historic transit that was used in like here like this concept from back oh, in 2004. Oh no I've seen that car before. So that I've was in that that was the old original way back in the day. Yeah. And this is the new version. It's the Supervan 4 with 2000 horsepower it does 0 60 in less than 2 seconds. Mm. It was doing burnouts all day. Every day, look. Like how cool is that? That's the Super Van Three going up the Goodwood Hill climbing, God knows when. So this is the newer version. They've always had these Super Vans. There's another one. There's a Super Van One or something like that. So they're these just mad creations from Ford, and I love that they're still doing this. And of course, the world that we're all living in, they decided to go this year all electric. Measures of No, this thing was nuts. A mistake because of us, but in the world and the climate we live in.
2: Well, a mistake because the government have announced today in peak times in the winter they're going to pay you not to have the electric on because the uh, the, the national grid's going to crash. So, that's all a bit of insight for you and something to look forward to when you've all got electric cars and you can't charge them and you're bleeding and need to go to the hospital.
0: We're going to come on to this in two seconds because I know you're desperate to talk about it. Well, I'm not desperate what, I, to talk about no, it. I mean, that's a fact. Uh, yeah, I know. But we're going to discuss it. Well, you, you
2: cannot <laughs> can sh- make it Can
0: up? I just show you this thing because it is just hilarious, mate. For a van, you. I mean, you cannot... Help, but not love a van. Look at it; it's. Flying. I drive a van every day. That's what you? I mean. That's what I mean. Like, as no matter what kind of petrolhead you are, if you see a two thousand horsepower van, look at this thing, mate. It's flying. It's flying, yeah. I think I had to charge at the top of the hill. I'm not sure if we can make did. it back down without a recharge. But look at it. But can I tell you as well?
2: If you drove a van. Every van in the country's got 2,000 horsepower, mate, because that's how kind of they're all yeah,
0: driven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially white ones. Oh my god, white ones <laughs> launched off we're the coming. Line. Literally, just get out of the way. I wanted to find some footage of it doing a burnout, but I don't think I'm going to do that right now. We're going to drag this out too long. But okay, well look, let's let's come on to what you were just saying because also, I sent you over the weekend an article that came out saying that I think five or six countries within Europe are now lobbying the European government to delay their ban on sale of ice combustion engine vehicles... Yeah. Be, uh, I think to 2035 or beyond 2035? Beyond to 2040. They want another five years. They want another five years. So this, yeah. was, this was this big countries. I think it was uh, Germany, France, Bulgaria. Where was that link? Switzerland, I, like, I think. Switzerland. As well. There was a few. And so, of course, you know, climate protesters raging at this. But, I mean, we predicted this a while ago a long time ago a long time it. ago we said that yeah. you know this is this. here we go so let me see uh, italy portugal slovakia bulgaria romania joined germany in opposing a 2035 ev mandate mm. so we're going to hear so much more of this and god there's a big mess going on in the uk with our government so let's not wade in on that uh, yeah. even though we like to be political every now and again but this is the thing and i spoke to so many manufacturers and so many companies at goodwood about this and i met a very interesting british battery company Please forgive me if I got this wrong. I think it's British fault who are building British battery technology for supercars specifically, right? And
2: with hybrid technology or no, no, battery, battery, battery. battery. Okay, fine.
0: And more and more, everyone I spoke to at Good was 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 of course aware of the fact that it's an an unrealistic target. Yeah, Uh, they're unenthusiastic about the change ahead. And they're having to more and more proactively keep an eye on what everyone else is doing in terms of developing this tech. So if countries are now going to delay the imposing of all EV cars, do you think, personally, we could get to a stage where there's such a big U-turn that we're basically all F-U-C-K-E-D'd? In the sense where, like, What's another example? We're all told diesel. We're all told to go down that route that's the, and then we're going to have to backtrack.
2: That's the huge example mate and that's why I've always said like don't buy an electric car until you absolutely need to because we've we've seen it all before. The diesel is is was a huge thing where someone in the government or someone advising the government said we've got to do this we've got to do this we must We must enforce this all go out and buy diesel cars now it's all go out and buy electric cars but they changed their mind yep. I mean <laughs> I, well, well not, they got it wrong they, they, they've, they've got it wrong yeah because whoever they've listened to or been advised was obviously clueless now you can all take what you want and make your own minds up you haven't got to listen to us or listen to anyone but i I always edge on the side of not caution, but we 've said it many times before if if, if, if something in general can 't work for everyone it doesn 't work it can 't mm, work mm. because we've you know we 've said like there 's lots of places in the world there 's even places in this country it cannot work and coming back to what I just said about the national grid, that was a thing we brought up before as well couldn 't the national grid actually cope? And we had a man come on here and said, It's absolutely fine, it's nowhere near capacity, when I already knew that it was near capacity. And electric cars are only going to make
0: that worse because we're going to draw more electric. And, um, and what was the thing that they all keep saying? There's a big thing. Oh, are well, you just the best thing to do is plug it in overnight because then, you know, usage is down, the grid isn't so. But if every single person is charging their electric car overnight, disaster Mate, it's all, it, there's all, there was already a thing that come out if
2: everyone put their kettle on at 6pm it'd shut the national grid yeah, down yeah. so yeah there, there's going to be special charges that will trickle it in and that's all absolutely fine in, a, in, in an ideal world we don't live in an ideal world we live in a mess do you know what I mean so it's not practical and we come back to it the way to come over this is sort the fuel out. Mm-hmm. Engines aren't broken, don't fix it. That, that's that been our form of transport for 100 years or so. It's been perfected. We've got petrol stations, we've got a huge infrastructure emissions around the
0: world. Of a pet- emissions of a combustion engine car are lower than they've ever been. For sure. filters and clever tech. A-
2: absolutely. So, instead of... Instead of concentrating on motors and the infrastructure can you imagine what that's doing to the Mm. to the to the the world and the and the climate building it all Mm -hmm. you've got to build the infrastructure around the world factories manufacturing we already know that 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 manufacturing a battery isn't as efficient as it is to actually make a car we already know this so yeah maybe in 200 years time there may be some sort of benefit but it might be too late by then you know so uh, i i think we you know we read and this is why the manufacturers are really trying to concentrate on getting into f1 because they're gonna make this uh, synthetic fuel and
0: i, I Motors- think that, motorsports the ultimate testbed
2: that's the ultimate test bed. yeah
0: so my my real question is because as you say it's a lot of stuff which we have talked about and covered but i think you know this is this is the conversation I think all petrol heads need to be having right now. It's the, it's the top of our agenda, is what, what does our life look like yeah. moving forward? So, you know, even though we, we come onto this topic a lot on the podcast, I think it, it's important that we do. It's a world problem It's, as it's well, a world problem. Yeah. So, But my question today is off the back of Goodwood, and I said this was my question to so many manufacturers, is what does it mean, for example, for, for Jaguar, for Bentley, for Rimac, for Bugatti. Companies who are for Lotus who have come out and said that they're going all electric. This is the concern that I have. And I won't name any names, but I spoke to one manufacturer who said they are actively holding off. They are actively, they've, they've, they've made an announcement that they're going to be all electric by a certain date. But with the rate at which things are happening, they are on a massive whole plan where they are developing strategies for both eventualities because, of course, their huge fear is you get to 2027 or 2028 or whenever you're launching your all new electric brand. And at that point, the world's peddling back from electric. Yeah. The mandates are changing. Yeah. They've got the swimming trucks on, they're more backstroking. Could we lose some brands here. Could we lose some money? Because if you are heavily investing into EVs, you are repositioning your company and your brand as an electric-only brand. And after two or three years, that's not relevant. People don't want your products. They want combustion engine cars. The cost, well... The question is, it's the loss of money, isn't it? Because the cost to go back to combustion engine cars probably won't be a lot because they would have been there. It would probably be easier to revert back. But it's going to be the loss of money at developing an EV lineup that I think could cripple some really household manufacturers.
2: Well, I, I, I disagree with the big brands because it's the, 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 the money's all borrowed and it's come from stocks and it's come from people investing. So the real big brands are be all right, but like with any change or any, any infrastructure um, movement, it's always the little blokes that suffer because unfortunately, we've said it again many times before, this world unfortunately revolves around money and the more money you have, the more chance you have of surviving and you go to the top. So... The big brands will be okay because I mean there was um, I don't know if you saw Top Gear yesterday. There was this electric truck that's been announced, the, the Rivian.
0: Rivian, yeah, yeah, it's kind of old news actually, but go on. But
2: but it's not. This is just to to talk about the money bit essentially. That they that they they've not even sold a car. They've not made a penny on paper and they're worth 180 billion mm-hmm. well that's because it's been floated yeah. and everyone's pumped in so you know the people that can afford the money and that can afford to lose the money don't forget you're getting this money from millions and millions of people yeah there will be smaller people that have invested and they're going to lose their money but that's the risk of investment or it can go like Tesla and tesla well, and
0: blow up but also what was i mean
2: tesla still fulfilled that what was the roadster the deposit for the roadster and where's that car yeah, I mean, you know, there's so many different examples, mate. You know, like the the, the money bit wouldn't concern me too much because the big brands will be okay, and
0: a lot fifty thousand dollars, yeah, too intense, so, yeah. You know, and God knows how many reservations they got for that for the Tesla Roadster. Yeah, the the the
2: the, the big the big concern for me is um, the time. Why are you wasting all that time on trying to reinvent the wheel? Why don't you just concentrate on making a clean fuel? And I think the real clever manufacturers, I think they are in their bets. They're not stupid. And I think Porsche are one of them where they are really going heavy on electric. But actually in the background, they know for sure that probably some of the real big brands that have invested, they haven't done it for, they've done it for a reason, mate because they know that probably the end game is not going to all be electric
0: I think the external marketing is a little bit different to the conversations going on behind the doors at the moment I agree and there's obviously these global pressures and these agendas and these various things which which we're seeing these mandates to you know only EVs available or or new new sales from 2030 2035 whatever that might be manufacturers have to respond to that and they have to be outwardly looking like they're doing that and pushing it forward and we've said it many times before the vehicles the electric vehicles are getting better and better now Um, and I Mercedes had that EQ, whatever it was, that can do a thousand thousand kilometres. Was it an EQS? I think it's the EQV, the special one that can do a thousand kilometres on on one uh, charge. So... You know that, that's all getting better and better, but but it's it's not necessarily the the solution as we've said. And yes, I think behind closed doors and definitely having spoken to as many um, people as I could, it seems to be that they're all kind of holding station because yep. because yeah, fine. Maybe you're right about the money. I'm sure sure you are. Um, it's more about brand power, brand value. Uh, look at us. If we're sitting here and in seven eight years' time. Mercedes, BMW, they're only offering electric products, then maybe we are going to be turning to Alfa Romeo to get a combustion engine car, mm. something that we wouldn't have maybe considered before. Um, by the way, I was back in the Julia Quadrofolio on Saturday. Oh, I forgot how great those cars are. Um, oh, I keep saying this. That's so good. Got uh, one coming in stock next week. Oh, look at that. Oh, uh, uh, that convenient. Um, nice little plug. Nice uh, little segment. Uh, um, so, yeah, so that, that, that's, that is more my kind of awareness. that I think we're in this messy scenario where you know, electric vehicles are getting better and better. Manufacturers are putting a huge amount of money, time and effort into developing this. But at the same time, there's a bit of a panic behind the scenes and a bit of a realisation that they've also got to keep developing some kind of combustion engine vehicle and some kind of synthetic fuel. And it's it's money and it's confusing for them. It's confusing for us. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really know what to make of it. And I'm the same as you. you know, At various points over the last... 12 to 18 months I've considered getting an electric vehicle I still haven't pulled the trigger yet at some point I don't think I'm going to have the choice but I think it's unrealistic for us all at this time to be switching because national grid infrastructure all that things like that just oh well, there yeah. was huge government
2: incentives as well up, up until this year where you'd get grants and I mean if it's a company vehicle they're still mm-hmm. they're still, still look look after after, you still look after you but but there's no grants or anything anymore. No. They, they, I mean, they're just getting more and more expensive. Like anything, it's getting more and more expensive. But there's no real incentives to buy an electric car. And this is the start of the switch now. So what happens is because they're starting to sell a few, the government can't afford to keep propping it up. So there'll be a balance. There'll be a tilt where the government have said no more. And that's now. That's coming. So, and then when we get even more... Then that's when you'll start to see levy, duty, tax on electric. I, I truly believe that that will happen because of all the, the the tax they get from fuel, mate. So you know it's it's very interesting times, and and I I often I keep an eye on it regularly because it does interest me as well. Of course, the, the financial bit interests me, and the the infrastructure we know we are still miles away from, from getting anywhere near where we need to be. And it's only highlighted by people are buying more and more
0: electric cars. So is it getting better? It's probably getting worse. Well, and also just to touch on cost and, and money, I'm sure some EV uh, fans or evangelists on here are going to be messaging and saying, oh yeah, but look at fuel, fuel's going through the roof cost. So I was with a guy on a Thursday, Friday, who, who turned up to an event in a Model 3, I said, oh, look, I'm super interested. Let's have a chat. He averages around 320, 340 mile range. And he's that's pretty, one of the good ones, by the way. Actually the best, yeah. I think, realistically. And that's why he said, he said, look, build quality is pretty crap. There's yep. lots that I don't like. Yeah, which we've said before. there's very few places in the UK that I can't do either on a single charge and yep. just charge at home yep. or use the supercharger network and, yep. and be fine. So yep. that's why he went for it. But he's on a subscription service. He gets insurance, he gets uh, charging, he gets uh, sort of basically everything thrown in the car. Through Tesla. Through Tesla. Right. 1300 a month. Yes. 1300 a month. Just to give you an idea, my initial quote for financing my upcoming GT3 is 1300 quid a month. Yeah. Okay, fine, I have to put a bit more of a deposit in. I don't think he puts a deposit with the subscription service. But uh, the RS6 was similar money. I mean- they- if you compare it to an equivalent sixty grand car Mate, to what they are, I mean Forget that. Yeah compare it to a 25 grand family hatchback. Yeah. yeah because yeah, yeah. the Model 3 isn't, that's the entry level Tesla. Yeah. This is the every man's electric car. The mm. one that realistically you could run and you could use reliably with good range. Okay, crap build quality and things like that. But is the theoretical go-to? Yes, you've got Q4 Etrons. Yes, you've got iX3s. Yes, you've got these other products. But this is the one that realistically you could move into and probably run in your life easily enough. I think that's extremely Exponentially expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, what family's going out there spending 1,300 quid a month on a Tesla? Yeah, it's, we've said it before, haven't we? And and
2: you know, it will filter down, and it will get cheaper, because what we're doing is, uh, as well with electric cars, you're p- still paying for the development, because it's not, it's not there yet. Of so, course, of
0: course, yeah. but but right now, you know, I'll go, well then go and buy a Fiat 500e, and that will cost you 300, 400, the Three of it. Yeah. But then you're not going anywhere near as far. No. So, oh yeah, I, I think big, big mess is still, and I found that that was my big interest at Goodwood, was to really pin down some of these manufacturers and really ask what's going on, because I thought I saw a lot of hype at Polestar, I think Paul Star doing fascinating and good things. There seems yeah. to be a lot of interest there. So the Lotus stand, once again, was absolutely heaving, but everyone was looking at the Amira, not the... Not the electric I f- I version. And around and about, whilst there was all these kind of, you know, electric avenue and new electric products, fundamentally people are still there for... Engines and gas. Mm. So uh, it was a really interesting insight to see where we're at now, 2022, impending mandates and time changes and more and more manufacturers claiming to become electric only in just a a matter of handful of years, a couple of years maximum. But there is still a long way to go a lot of hesitance a lot of cost to entry all these different things and so it just seems a bit overwhelming when you're on the ground and you're really assessing it with everything laid out in front of you like at festival of speed i was just like oh god yeah oh
2: god yeah well it just it just highlights what we've been saying basically it just confirms what we have been saying
0: over the last few years and because as you keep repeating we're always right
2: well (laughs) well i mean i
1: am (laughs)
0: Was anyway. there anything else at Goodwood? There what? was lots, you know. So it, you M3 touring, obviously, debuted. Did Not look interested. good? Looked, no, but it looked good in the flesh, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, a, a bit like everything else around the world, you see most things online before you get there these days. You know, most the stuff Subaru? is before. I thought the three RS was going to be unveiled. Wasn't. No, that is coming you know, though. That car, back, that's What about the Subaru? The twenty two B thing. Yeah, five hundred yeah. oh, thousand pounds. Yeah, look great. Yeah. Looked look like a twenty two B. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, lots of nice stuff. The new Huayra elongated version. The SP3, the Ferrari. SP3 looked nice, but I saw that last year. Did you? Oh yeah, yeah. of course you did, yeah. The lowest thing. Ah, 296. I mean, uh, yeah, loads of nice stuff. Mm. Loads of nice stuff. A few quirky hypercar, supercars that I didn't really... GT4 RS saw that. Yeah, that looked nice. Um... It was good. It, I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. I enjoyed it. I was there mainly on the Saturday. Uh, got to hang out with Guan Yu Zhou. Um, uh, uh, I saw that. F1, which Did is a chat cool. with him? Yeah, a long chat with him. Super nice. Um, any goals?
2: any inside, any,
0: anything he tell you? He's feeling competitive. He's feeling competitive. He said, he said from their side, they're a bit confused about the performance of the car, the tracks they think they're going to be quick at. They're not always- Ferrari and, engine. Uh, Ferrari engine. Yeah. But um, he says, so, so So that's a bit weird. Whenever they think they're going to be competitive, they're not always competitive. He feels like he's on a par with Valtteri now. He's feeling pretty good off, good. off the back of Canada. He said, um, yeah, no real goss. Uh, everything that we expect, a Formula One feels different to anything else. Yeah. Uh, he feels like he's got up to speed pretty good, though. He said the, th- the most hard and shocking thing is what comes with F1. The scrutiny, the the uh, recognizability, the constant media attention. I mean, mate... he did been paid for that, though, He mate? would freely nice. admit that he's not the biggest superstar in Formula One. And on that day, I, I think he was the only F1 driver there on that day, but it doesn't matter. On the Alfa Romeo stand, I reckon... Two hundred and fifty people plus queuing up to meet him and get autographs blah yeah. blah but that's anyway, what he's paid for that's the you know that's that's part of being I don't know if he's successful paid for it and how much he pays for it if I if you know what I mean like I don't but think he would still be on a salary though right I mean he'd probably pay... debatable really yeah because most of those drivers at entry usually if there's a sponsor criteria they might be on a 100, 150 grand or you know is, is the sort of base for really non-drivers but they're having to bring in 5 to 10 million euros of sponsorship Mm. so I'm sure the
2: sponsors are paying him though I'm sure he's on more than I think you know he'd be naturally a millionaire I would have thought I doubt it highly
0: really really doubt it mate if you speak to Chilton about that F1 time he he fucking he, oh, Sorry
2: <laughs> Ah, true colours are coming out now. This is what he's like all the mate, while off camera, no. effing and blinding.
0: You wouldn't think he went to one of but the best schools in the world. You you really think and it's a, sm- a smashing or a smattering of the dream. I I've I've looked at this so much, like Giovannazi just coming out of it. It's been spoken as well. Like they don't get paid any money to begin with, mate. They don't get paid any money. Fair enough. It's they just, everything gets take care gets taken care of. Yeah, you can get sponsorships and brand deals, but that's all going to the team to secure will see. Yeah,
2: Alpha Romeo is a proper team, though, isn't it? It's not like I mean, no, no disrespect to people that race at the bottom of the grid, but you know, they really are scraping the barrel compared to the manufacturers. You know, so you'd think if you drive for a manufacturer, or you know, we know the contracts that Lewis and Max are on, and and Lando, and uh, you know, I would think that Alpha Romeo. I mean. Bottas, mate, hasn't, you know... He Bottas is all on about 10 mil, I think. Yeah, so but then F1, grand, grand you ain't going to be on 150 grand. He's as quick as him.
0: F1, yeah, he is. It's not... It'll be performance-related. Really? Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're going to be really shocked. You're going to be really shocked. So, F1 driver salary is 2022. Let's go down to the bottom. Obviously, we know Hamilton is right up there with all the cash. It's um, amazing, isn't it? Where you
2: all... The top... Apparently, the top best 20 drivers in the world. and And you can go from nothing. In It's like being in the Premier League in football. They're all on unbelievable money. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Whereas yeah. the top elite drivers in the world, you'll get some that are on
0: not yeah, a lot of money. Yeah.
2: And then they're on
0: top money, the top drivers. To be fair, it's saying here that Joe's on $1 million. Yeah. To be, to be fair, that's a lot more than... Um, than the last thing. So says he's on the least at $750,000, um, which these days is, is more. But I, I definitely, I definitely know of reports where givenats in that light were on like $250,000. Yeah, fair. Um, but either way, it, it's, it, I think you say that's what he's being paid for. I don't think he was saying it in a negative way. I don't think no, he was saying no. it like, but 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 that's what he's noticed. Yeah. He's noticed that he's the driving. I've got up to speed he's you know, quicker than I thought I would, the cars are as quick as I thought they would be. Um, it is a huge step, but the actual amazing, shocking, mind-blowing part is what being an F1 driver is, what yeah. it does to you, the amount of commitments, the amount of places you're going, the amount of stuff you're doing, which I think he was kind of buzzing from. Yeah. Um, but he said that, that's the bit which is really hard to, to, but to, Conceptualize before you're in it you, you can probably relate to that though mate because well, you were a star on the Mili Mili. I mean everyone well, know you were. it's very true mate and I've driven an F1 car Shut so me. basically restricted <laughs> one basically one, like, he a, was as famous as grand anyway he, ask, d- all, he actually did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ask for selfie uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode uh, as I say stay tuned because next week you've got all the Melia Amelia gossip coming at you and then I think we, we must be approaching our next live event mate it's we are yeah, a couple of weeks away exactly at my place If you want to follow Tony, follow maybe some of his adventures on his holiday. Uh, He's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. You can also see what cars he's got coming into stock each week or as and when cars are coming through. Uh, If you want to follow me, I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. And yes, we'll be back with you for another episode very soon. Bye-bye. See y'all.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.